This week on football, the new Chomp merch arrives. John Stones wins Carrot in a box final. Promise, it feels a bit lighter. <laughs> Get it! Congratulations to Thank the Carrot you. in a Box champion. It's John Stones. Maguire takes one to the chops. Spanish pundits show their ball knowledge. James Madison's strike is out of this world. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest. And England under-21s battle back from 1-0 down to edge a close victory. Enjoy. Vazic, could be a chance. It's a goal. Brilliant goal. Vladimir Lucic for Serbia. Welcome to another episode of Goalpost for Jumpers. It's me, your host, Alex, and we are back for another episode. This week's episode is sponsored by Chomp. Or probably, as you can see it, backwards. Uh, we've got some new Chomp merch. Anyone who wants a t-shirt, please get in touch with us. This is our new kit. Our new kit. Our new mug. Yeah, anyone who wants a, a shirt, let us know. We will get one across to you. They are very, very, very cheap. They are at a fantastic price right now at just $39.95. You can get your own Goalpost for Jumpers chomp shirt. Let's get this episode underway with a quiz question. This week's quiz question is, which player in the Premier League is the current longest serving player? So that's which current player in the Premier League is the longest serving player. So this is for their club. 
who has played at their club for the longest? Which player? We'll tell you the answer at the end of the show, so make sure you stay tuned. Coming up in this week's episode, we have got a two lies and a truth. We have got our TikTok submissions. We've also got a little change to Chomp of the Week this week. Um, and we're going to go around Europe, but, but this time we're going to go around Europe in international break terms. We're going to be following all the games the international break has offered us, which is like fucking two. So yes, okay, right. Well, this week I actually did. I felt, I felt a little bit lost. Um, without club football, there's something strange. I obviously would... I, I mean, England is number one for me. England is everything. But... When we've got a friendly against Australia uh, and then we've got a game against Italy obviously coming up, which is exciting, which would be probably, well, that would have been done by the time that you're listening to this. I think that gap between the games, because you're not necessarily following all the other teams, you're not following what Latvia are doing against Andorra, you're not following those. Whereas in the Premier League, your team that you don't support, you're still following what they're doing. I want to know what Newcastle are doing. I want to see what Leeds are doing in the Championship. I want to see how well Mansfield are going. Like I I think with international football, I couldn't care less what Latvia are doing against Andorra, what Romania are doing against Ethiopia and the 19s. Nobody cares. So I think it does make you feel a little bit like football's just stopped um, for a while. And I was talking to a guy at work. Uh, it was a guy who I met through work, doesn't work with me, um, about it. And I was saying how, you know, it's it's a killer, no football's on on the weekend and stuff. And he was saying to me, he said, well, he's following his grandson. And I said, who's your grandson? He said he plays for Forest, And he f- plays for Forest, uh in the reserve team, but he's just breaking through to the the first team. And it's uh, a guy called Zach Abbott. He, he's gone away with um, England under 18s at the moment. And he was telling me a little bit about kind of the background of him. He's actually the player. I don't know if anyone remembers, probably mainly United fans will, but when Garnacho uh, storms that cup final against Forrest in the uh, under-18s final, and the player who gave the penalty away, who fouled Garnacho, was actually Zach Abbott. And yeah, he had a couple of really difficult spells, but his granddad was talking to me, absolutely like proud as anything, telling me about how far he's come and why he stayed at Forest. He had offers from loads of different clubs, but... Steve Cooper was a massive, massive reason why he wanted to stay there. Um, And then, yeah, we got completely distracted chatting about football because the thing is, we are just, you know, we we go through the summer and the summer's okay because you know something's coming, it's building. With the international break, it's like you're just getting started again and then bang, international football. And it's like, and yes, I love watching England, but, you know, I don't care about fucking Sudan versus North Korea. I don't care about Germany versus Andorra. I don't care about Japan. I do a little bit, but it's just not the same as club football. So I thought, look, it's the international break. People don't need to be chomped. And normally this is where I'd move on to chomp of the week. I'm not going to do it this week. I am going to do a little bit something different. The chomp of the week last week was Liverpool fans. We went after Liverpool fans. We got about 100 or so, 120 uh, chomps and it was good fun and yes I did get a little bit of hate I said that the Luis Diaz goal was rightly called offside um, not as much as the Arteta one I mean Arsenal fans were absolutely rattled not as much as the John McGinn one they were rattled as well uh, but chomp of the week this week does go to probably my favourite chomp so far it's a it's a chomp that I wouldn't have expected and I posted it obviously put it up there and 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 a lady called 
Julie Brooks chomped uh, and she called me a bellend. Julie looks like a maths teacher. I don't know what she's doing on TikTok having a go at me, um, but she wins chomp of the week. Thank you, Julie Brooks. You're a legend. Uh, Right. So something a little bit different this week. I was thinking up, right, what can we do instead of chomp of the week? But that still gets people a little bit, but not as much. So I was thinking... I remember at uni, I remember I said, and I started a rumour, I don't even know why I said it, but I started a rumour. I don't know if you remember Come Outside as a child. So anyone who's probably over the age of 25 will probably remember that. Come Outside was a really sweet old lady who used to fly in a little plane. It was a a children's TV show. And she had a little dog uh, called Pippin. And she'd take the dog everywhere. She'd fly in a little spotty plane and then land. And I don't know, she'd take us on adventures. I came up with a rumour that the show had to be cancelled because she threw Pippin out the plane and she went <laughs> she went to prison. And people, a few people believed it. Now, fast forward about a year, I was at a house party and for some reason we were talking about come outside and some random person went, yeah, you know, they had to cancel that show because she threw the dog out of the plane. And I was like, I came up with that rumour. That's my rumour. I wanted to see how far it would go. This week, I'm going to do exactly the same. I'm going to see how far we can get a rumour to go. And the reason why I thought about this was I was eating a Toblerone the other night and I was like, how is that actually pronounced? Is it Toblerone? Like, why do we just think of it as a word that everybody knows? So I thought, I'm going to see how far can I get a pronunciation rumour about Toblerone. And this sounds really boring, but I think it might work. Okay, so the video's going to be me telling everyone that they're saying it wrong. Okay, and then we'll post it on TikTok and then we'll see how far it gets. See who regurgitates that rumour to you, maybe in five years' time. We're playing the long game. Okay, here's the video. You've been pronouncing this word wrong your whole life. The famous chocolate... Toblerone is not called Toblerone. It's actually named after Dr. Rohn, a Dutch scientist and part-time chocolatier living in Switzerland. His first name is Tobel and his last name is Rome. He's Dr. Tobel Rohn. His full name is actually Dr. Tobel Joseph Rohn. And he named the chocolate after himself. And you've been saying it wrong your whole life. It's Tobel Rohn. You didn't know that. I didn't know that. Now you know. Make sure you tell your friends because that has been bugging me since I found out it's Toblerone, not Toblerone. Right, that is the most ridiculous thing I've done on this podcast. Why do you watch this podcast? I don't know. Why do you listen to it? I don't know. But that's the rumour and we're going to do that every now and then. When the chomps get a little bit too much, I'm going to chuck a rumour out there and see who goes for it. Right, okay. No team of the week this week because of the international break. I do apologise, but something a little bit better. I've created an overrated team of the week. So overrated team of the week is all the current players I think are overrated. And I'll give you my reasons. Okay, in goal, Dean Henderson. Dean Henderson is one of those goalkeepers that didn't play for Man United. And because De Gea made a couple of mistakes, everyone thought that he was better. So his stock rises by not playing. He's an average goalkeeper. He's about... I mean, do you remember that Salah goal at Old Trafford? I think it was at Old Trafford or was it Anfield? Do you remember that Salah goal where he was like... A midget in goal. He was like tiny in goal. He fucking made himself the smallest he possibly could and Salah just slotted it in. Look, he's not a bad goalkeeper. He's certainly not a top-level goalkeeper, never belonged at Man United. And I think he probably 
thinks a little bit too much of himself. So overrated goalkeeper, Dean Henson. Right back, I've got Serge Aurier. He's a loose cannon. Um, I'm not having Serge Aurier anywhere near the level of Tottenham. He shouldn't be playing in the Premier League. I wouldn't trust him as far as I could throw him. He's not actually that good on the ball. He should be better on the ball for a right back. He's not a great defender. Every now and then, every probably three or four games, he throws an absolute howler in there. Uh, so yeah, he goes in there. Christian Romero, centre-back. I think Tottenham are on a wave right now, so... Under Ange, obviously amazing, but he will be the reason why they don't win anything this year because Christian Romero is an absolute liability. He's a fantastic footballer, but people are now talking about him like he's the best centre-back in the league after like eight games because Tottenham are doing well. He'll be the reason why Tottenham don't do well. He will cost his team. He does every season, throws out really weird red cards when he doesn't need to, gives away fouls and penalties when he doesn't need to. So yeah, he's straight in there. Christian Romero... Alongside him, I've got Kalidou Koulibaly. Uh, couldn't do it in the Prem. Did it in Italy. Everyone talked about him like he was the best centre-back in the world. Came to the Prem, got absolute bodied by every striker in the Premier League um, and then fucked off to Saudi. Uh, Left-back, this is my biggest overrated player. The most overrated player in world football for me is Alexander Zinchenko. He is living off Ukraine. He's living off the back of Ukraine. People, for some reason, because his his stock grew because you know he was highlighted of all the awful things that happened in his country all of a sudden people were like oh yeah he's a really good player isn't he he's not he was at city when he played for city people went oh yeah he's and this is something by the way that has done my head in because maguire said this this week when zinchenko used to play he had a really high win percentage ratio for man city well man city win most games anyway but You've got to think when Zinchenko would have started for City. He was starting in cup games against lower opposition in the league. He was starting against random teams in the Champions League who they thought they could get away with playing a ball playing left back and someone who's not fantastic defensively. And they dominate the ball. So, of course, his win ratio would go up. Maguire's exactly the same. Maguire plays in the cup games recently. He's been dropped because Martinez and Varane, Lindelof were all ahead of him. And... So in those big games, he's not playing. Of course, his win percentages would be better because he plays against the lesser teams. So yeah, Zinchenko, the most overrated player in the world for me. Um, I don't think he's even that good. I think he, I'm not saying he's not Arsenal level, but he's certainly not the left back I would choose if I was trying to win a Premier League. And people talk about him like he's the best left back in the league, miles off it. Uh, Centre mid, we've got Fred. Fred is awful. Terrible player. £50 million uh, Man United spent on him. Came over. I think he made three successful passes his whole time at Man United. But a lovely guy, but miles off it. Couldn't stand Fred. He's. I can't believe a midfielder, by the way. <laughs> a Brazilian midfielder who cost 50 million can't pass a ball. It's um, unbelievable to me. This is a controversial one. Other th- other centre midfielder is uh, Bruno Guimarães. Now, Newcastle fans are going to absolutely hate me, but I'm not saying he's a bad player. I think he's quality. But people rate him alongside the best central midfielders in the league. They're taking him over Bruno Fernandes. They're taking him over players like creative players as well, like Erdegaard. Like he's not on that level. He's not on that level. He's a very good player, but he's nowhere near that level. So I'm not having Bruno Guimaraes. He is in my overrated 11. Uh, Finishing off that midfield is an Arsenal player again. uh, Thomas Partey. Again, another player where his name is banded about like he's as good. Like People talk about him in the same breath as fucking Rodri. Even Casemiro or Cruz or anyone like that. He is nowhere near that. Thomas Partey, his head goes in big games, first of all. Um, 
second of all, actually most pressing is he shouldn't be playing football because of, I mean, we've all... We've all seen what happened with Mason Greenwood, but Thomas Partey still plays. Nobody says anything about him. They absolutely love him. He's a fucking shithouse. He's potentially, allegedly, done some pretty horrific things. And if you want to look it up, go and look at the text, but we just brush that under the carpet. He's a good central midfielder, but absolutely, please do not even talk to me about him being anywhere near Rodri's level. Absolutely nowhere near. Right wing, the least effective right winger in world football, uh, Adama Traore. He has made a career off being strong on FIFA and being quick. Like, just because he's got 97 pace, people think he's class and Barcelona sign him. He's fucking awful. He doesn't do anything. When's the last time he scored? He gets like one goal in three seasons. Never really gets any assists. He's just big, strong, looks great, quick, skillful. Awful, can't shoot, can't pass, can't cross. Terrible. Uh, left wing. This is another controversial one. I've gone uh, Kvitsa Kravetskelia. He is someone that I think we just need to slow down with. I think last season, because Napoli did so, so well, and fair play to them, he was fantastic and he is a really good player, promising player. But he's not at the level that I think we want to talk about with him. Like, yes, he's a really good player, really tricky, really skillful. His first touch is immaculate and I love all that about him. But I'm not having him in the same bracket as these top wingers as we're trying to talk about him. Like, slow down with him. Let him get there first. He doesn't deserve to be talked about. Like Salah, like Sane, Rashford, these players, even Matoma, I'm not having him at that level yet. And I'm not saying that he won't be there, but I think we get carried away because a team does well for one season and we think that means they're there. They're not there yet. He might be, but not yet. Uh, and finishing off up front, again, a really controversial one. I've gone Karim Benzema. And this isn't because he's a bad player. It's because he's overrated. People talk about Karim Benzema like he is on the same level as Lewandowski or Harry Kane. He was on that level for maybe two years. The rest of his career, he has been a very good striker, a frustrating striker, and nobody talked about him. And then he had two really good years at Madrid and fair play, he was fantastic. But in that time, Harry Kane and Robert Lewandowski have been doing that. Luis Suarez has been doing that for 10 years. You know, five, 10 years, they've all been doing that. And then Benzema comes along for two years, has a great couple of years, and people want to talk about him like he's on that level. He's not. Kane's better. Lewandowski's better. Suarez is better. I could name you four strikers, five strikers that have had better careers than Benzema. Um, not saying he's a bad player, but again, massively overrated. So that was my overrated 11. You are going to hate me. You are probably going to massively disagree. Let me know if you don't agree. Let me know if you do agree be nice to hear some positive thoughts uh, and I'm going to treat you also while we're here I'm going to treat you to my underrated 11 uh, while we're here I'm going to treat you to my underrated 11 so here we go in goal David De Gea uh, five years as world number one goalkeeper has a couple of bad years on a decline and then people all, all of a sudden think he's an awful goalkeeper and he was the worst goalkeeper ever he was our best player for years at Man United and he's had massive disrespect against his name David De Gea Absolute quality. One of my favourite goalkeepers ever. Right back, Aaron Wambasaka. Uh, he might be the most press-resistant right back in world football. The levels that he's gone up since probably three, four years, the last three, four years since his move to 
to United. He had a really difficult time when he first joined, fair enough. But since then, he's improved every aspect of his game. Fantastic defensively. But what people don't actually see with him is he always makes the right decision. Love that he always wants a forward progressive pass. And most of the time he does complete that pass. Um, much better on the ball, much better crosser of the ball as well. I think he's improved on all aspects. And I think Man United really miss him at the moment. In centre-back for my underrated 11, I've gone Ruben Diaz. I think Ruben Diaz is the best centre-half in the league. And I think we don't say that he is for some reason because Pep likes to mix his centre-backs and buy fucking six of them that are all top class and Ruben Diaz occasionally doesn't play. Uh, Ruben Diaz is the best centre-half in the league. He's better than Virgil van Dijk. He's doing it, been doing it since he came into the Premier League at a younger age and I think he's still got levels to go as well. Um, I think he's actually one of the best centre-backs in world football as well. Uh, alongside him, Robin Koch at Leeds. Nobody talked about him. He had a bit of a difficult one when he got injured and then couldn't get back in the team. Um, but Robin Koch, I thought, was a really good player. He's now at Frankfurt and a player that I thought a lot of teams overlooked. I would have taken him. Man United were were rumoured to be trying to sign him. And it's one of those where people are like, why? I really liked him when he was at Leeds. I thought he was quality, great on the ball, one of the better centre-halves on the ball in the league at the time. Um, but Leeds had a really bad season. And I think that de- that was to the to his detriment. Um, got a move to Frankfurt. Maybe he comes back to the Premier League one day. Left-back Federico De Marco, uh, into Milan left-back. Uh, people don't really talk about him because people don't watch Italian football and that's okay but I think he is one of the best left backs in world football he's got a wand of a left foot and every time I see him play I'm just impressed by him always makes the right decision really great under pressure as well I love a fullback that can play out when he's when he's being pressed so I loved Juan Basaka. I really like Luke Shaw for that same reason as well uh, at Man United but yeah DeMarco I think he's a fantastic left back and someone that we should talk about but we don't um, central midfield I've gone with Enzo Fernandez. I think Chelsea's misfortune or however you want to put it their difficult spell came at a bad time for Enzo Fernandez because he comes in there's a little bit of a rocky patch and I think he's suffered because of that mark my words he's absolutely top level top level what a midfielder and yeah I think I think we won't rate him until Chelsea start doing well, which is a real shame. But if they do start doing well, it'll be because of him. Uh, Alongside him, I've gone Jordan Henderson, one of the most underrated midfielders we've ever seen in England. People talk about Jordan Henderson like he's a shit player. It's remarkable. He got booed off the other night. He actually played well. I thought he was... He's one of these players that is Mr. Consistent, fantastic on the pitch, helps every player. And every player who ever plays with him absolutely loves Jordan Henderson. He's a leader both on and off the pitch. Fantastic with the ball at his feet. Really disciplined midfielder. Runs his socks off as well. Loves playing for England. Really passionate guy. And obviously what he won at Liverpool, people underestimate that. I thought he was absolutely brilliant at at Liverpool. And yeah, one of the most underrated midfielders. And it's all because of his name, I think, Jordan Henderson. Um, And then alongside him, another one who suffers because of his name, Scott McTominay. I think he's a massively underrated player, not just because he plays for Man United, Um, but I think a lot of United players at the moment are suffering because the team's not doing well, therefore their stock goes down and maybe you don't rate him as highly. Scott McTominay has always been a very good footballer. He's just never really found his best position or his best system with any of the managers, 
but I think always steps up in a big game, Scott McTominay. I absolutely love that from him. What he's doing at Scotland is incredible. He's actually a goal-scoring midfielder, which people never really considered about him. You look at his seasons at Man United, even when he doesn't get many games, he still grabs a goal or two, um, can shoot, can pass, compose on the ball, can actually dribble out of defence as well. Really good running with the ball. Scott McTominay, yeah, massively underrated for me. Uh, right wing, Domenico Berardi. Nobody talks about him. He's a Sassolo right winger. He's been there for years and years. He's scored. Look at his goal record. I'm going to bring it up, but look at his goal record. He's like bangs out double figures and goals every every season. Same with assists. Uh, always there or thereabouts in the in the top goal scorers in Syria. But nobody talks about him. Wonderful little player. And I think if he played in the Premier League, people would look at him a little bit differently. Massively underrated. He did grab a couple of goals. Um, in week against Malta, I think it was. So yeah, he's now doing it on the international stage as well. Uh, and up front, one of, again, the most underrated players I've ever seen is Cristiano Ronaldo. I don't have to say much about him. Cristiano Ronaldo is underrated because he lives in the same world as Messi and people don't even put him in that same bracket. He is a level above every other player who's ever played the game. Take Messi out of it. Every other player... Tell me about your favourite players, Luis Suarez, Robert Lewandowski, Harry Kane. They're all there and they are world-class. Cristiano Ronaldo is there and he's still doing it. Scored again for, for Portugal in their uh, their win this week as well. You know, just because he plays in the Saudi League, I wouldn't write him off. He could still do it in the top five leagues, I'm sure of it. Okay, right guys, we're going to do two lies and a truth. This is the part of the show where I give you three stories. Two of them I've made up. One is true in the world of football. You have to guess which one is the true story. Okay, story number one. Leon Osman lost the spelling bee to an eight-year-old after he had to take his daughter's place at their school spelling competition. That's story number one. Story number two. Legendary Italian coach Carlo Ancelotti has finally finished school. He collected his degree in adapted motor activities at the age of 64. And story number three, Linvoy Primus, former Portsmouth defender, lost a court case that resulted in him returning over £6,500 worth of Pokemon cards. There's three stories. You have to guess which one is true. The answer will be revealed at the end of the show. So stay tuned for that. Up next, we have got TikTok submissions. TikTok submissions, I don't even know how to describe it. It was initially aimed at trying to get football-related content on this page and then maybe I react to it. At the moment, it's been a lot of animals. Let's go and do the first one. When's the last time you cried? No, I lost my best friend this year, so it's still been a hard thing for me. Uh, I'm here for um, you. Just like mildly uncomfortable. And then the bottom, it's not like I dislike anyone. I'm tired. I'm depressed. I'm tired. You know? okay. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. I'm just tired. I'm hurt. Should men be more emotionally vulnerable? Not too early in the relationship. Why you say that? Could be a turn off. <laughs> there you go, lads. Don't be anything other than a robot because this world treats you like you're weak if you show emotions. Uh, this actually is something that I can't even blame necessarily women about because it's a it's like a it's a biological thing, right? Because Men showing weakness, they don't like it. It turns them off. And that is something that we can't help and they can't help. My biggest advice is never show your emotions to women. Show your emotions to men 
and your mates, if you are feeling like you are struggling, speak to your mates because they are going to give you 100% unfiltered opinions and advice. If you speak your thoughts to your girlfriend or your wife, and this is controversial, and you show your emotion and you show a hint of weakness in their heads you've just gone down a notch. If you were a 10 out of 10 in their eyes, you've just gone down to a 9.7. And every time you do it and you show a weakness, that's what happens. And I'm not talking about personal experience. I'm talking about anyone who I've ever met who's ever tried. And anyone you see on the internet, as soon as you reveal that you have a weakness or emotions, women are gone. The boys won't do that. The boys will stick with you. And in fact, if you ever feel like that, we at Goalpost TV want to hear from you because we want to create a community where everyone feels safe. Like you can talk to us, talk to us about football, but also talk to us about whatever. You know, if you're feeling shit, talk to us about it. We're here. Goalpost TV are here for you. Oh, What aren't just aren't Sunday League linesmen just the worst? Like they always pick the guy who either plays for the team or doesn't understand the rules of football. Jordan Pickford and Jordan Pickford only. This is Cal the Dragon. This is an official call out to you for a goalkeeper challenge. So slow. Just woke up. He just woke up. After every shot, he's just woken up from a nap. So slow getting up. It's <laughs> up quicker. I like it. Pickford. Carol the Dragon obviously thinks he's better than Jordan Pickford. He said it in an interview once. Um, I want to know, this is my question with Carol the Dragon. Who's throwing him the ball? Who's taking the shots? I want to know that. Is he kicking it against a wall or something and it's rebounding back? Is his mum out there punting it with her fucking slippers on? I want to know. I want to find out. Go Psyche! What a f Uh This keeper's class. We just had Kel the Dragon there. Kel the Dragon. Do a goalkeeping challenge with this guy. Oh! Not a single word. Not a single word came out, just noises.
this reminds me of a time when I was living in London. I went with one of my colleagues and he was like, um, bruv, you've got to come to this place, yeah? It's new. We're going to have food. We're going to have drinks. There's girls there. And I was like, all right, okay, we'll go there. We turned up and it was exactly like this, exactly like this place. But there was, there was, there was not just one group of midgets. There was two separate groups of midgets that had nothing to do with each other. There was one group over there and one group over there not interacting with each other. Two groups of midgets came. Bro, I was out. That was it. Never going back. Still never forgave him for taking me there. Actually, we had a good night. We actually had a good night. But yeah. It's exactly like this place, just more midgets. <laughs> that is disgusting. Imagine scoring the goal of your life and someone's got it on camera. That was unbelievable. Thierry Henry esque. Yeah, go on, Napoli. You're fucking in a ball, mate. On your way, mate. On your way, mate. I'm a fucking id, mate. I'm a id, mate. And we don't I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at completely something different. I'm not laughing at that. <laughs> Snot came out my nose. Snot came out my nose. <laughs> That's so good. Anyone listening, it's just a guy who's released a balloon in a drive, like a McDonald's drive through window. Oh, it's genius. And I'm not laughing about the other video still. You once called me forever, now you still can't call me back. And I love your mom, but it's the season of sticks. And I saw your mom. I was taking the bath. I wasn't expecting that. Um... Uh, when did Steve Fletcher become Stephen Fletcher, by the way? I feel like his career finished and he was Stephen Fletcher, Steve Fletcher, and then now he's come back and he's playing for Wrexham and his name's Stephen Fletcher. Stephen. It's like his mum's called him back for tea. Uh, why is Baker at the end of this? What's a video that lives in your head rent-free? Hello and welcome to Animal Watch. And this week we're meeting the wolves of Norway. Wolves greet. They will want to lick inside your mouth. This is perfectly normal for them, and this is what they do to one another on a daily basis. Female Marit was very insistent on licking the inside of my mouth for affirmation, so I allowed her to. I don't feel like I should have to say this, but don't let a wolf lick the inside of your mouth. Hello Matty, this is Carl the Dragon, the social media influencer himself. Um, unfortunately, you apparently your girlfriend's car passed the, its MOT for the fifth time this month. Oh dear. Five times, though? Wow, that's incredible. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, just keep yourself um, keep yourself happy and uh, believe in you, mate. I'm going to pay for a Calder Dragon cameo. I'm going to get one on it and I'm going to get him to shout out the podcast. I'm going to do it. Keep keep your eyes peeled for it. I'm going to do it. God is setting you free right now. Is there anything you wanted to renounce? I want to renounce a generational curse. My child is autistic and he's 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 not he's, he has no brains at all. Like we've tried everything and um I've gone through deliverance before and it's just so hard to break this curse. God is breaking this generational curse right now. Thank you, Jesus. His power is here right now. It is time now for your deliverance and your family's deliverance. I break every generational curse off of you, off of this whole family. Even the woman bullshitting right now is a little bit freaked out by him. Even she's like, oh, all right, fucking steady on. Family. And I detach this family and you from what you spoke. I declare every spirit attached, every spirit of witchcraft, every spirit of mental illness. I declare on three, all must leave him in Jesus' name. One, two, are we sure that it's his son that's got autism or is it maybe maybe him? Maybe he's the one who's suffering. Three. Free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. It's complete. His power there you go. is a- it's easy, fixed, done. How good was that? His son is now completely free of autism. That's mad, isn't it? That's, I've crazy. People clapping. I'm not on drugs. I'm on pills for God's sake. Ah, <laughs> oh, do you know what? I don't mind when it's not football related content sometimes. I'll reiterate to anyone listening. If you ever need anyone, Goalpost TV are here. Why does it sound like pie faces going down the stairs? We'll watch.
Captain, of course. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's a controversial take. I fucking ate pigs. Maybe there's something there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. I actually can't watch stuff like that. It's fucked up, man. <laughs> Caught him in the act. <laughs> Why is this monkey got the freshest fade going, by the way? Look how sick his haircut is. What the fuck? Bro, this guy's got the haircut. He looks like one of the Peaky Blinders. There was a period when he was at Chelsea, which is when the world was sort of football world was dominated by the Cristiano and Messi duopoly. And we were in this strange situation of the Premier League being probably the best league in the world, but none of the players in it was anywhere near those two. Um, I think at his at his best, I think Eden Hazard was one of the ones, maybe the only one who was close to that bracket at least and, and could on his day do the kind of absolutely incredible things. And this is very, very specific, but the press box at Stamford Bridge is really far down towards the pitch. You're sat just behind the, the benches. So you have a really sort of low angle to the field. And I have to say, like just watching Eden Hazard run with the ball when you're sat at that angle, so you can see just how fast he was able to move with the ball, how easily he would shrug off people. That 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 kind of that will always get me very excited. This is so true. the The performance that sticks out in my head of any footballer that I've ever watched. I mean, you get the occasional ones where you're a little bit surprised, like over the years, Paul Scholes, Ryan Giggs, when you don't expect to go and see a a team that you know you think is full of these stars and then one of those pops up the best performance i've ever seen live is i went to a chelsea game and edin hazard scored twice it was against sunderland scored twice and got an assist and i was pitch level my seats were pitch level i've never cuz you i'm like from me to the camera away sort of level of away from him and watching him with the ball at his feet I've never seen anything like it unbelievable player on his day one of the best players the world's ever seen I think with him just unfortunately like he's obviously announced his retirement now I just think he never really cared about football as much and he admitted that he was open to that he said look I could be the best player in the world but I don't want to be you know he never wanted to be a Ronaldo mentality where everything he lives and breathes is football. I think he got to a point where, you know, he feels like he's done enough in his career, can provide for his family. He's had a great career. He's won plenty of trophies. You know, he got fans off their seat, played in front of millions of people over his career. You know, he has he has had a successful career, but I think everyone just looks at him like, could he have been there? And I think he could have because what a player. Wow. Right, okay, that was uh, TikTok submissions. Thank you again this week for all of your submissions. I really appreciate it. Um, and yeah, just keep them coming in. We, we're always on the lookout for a new submitter. So if you want to be one, just let us know. Drop me a message. Just send us a message and say you want to be involved. 
we'll follow you on our submissions page and then you can start sending us videos. Right, okay, around Europe, we're going to do a very brief little trip around Europe this week. Normally we do it for all of the club sides. We're going to do it for the international teams. Just a couple of little highlights that you might have missed this week. We'll start off with England under-21s. We saw them right at the start of the show, beating Serbia 9-1. By all accounts, Harvey Elliott was absolutely on fire in that game. Best player on the pitch. Apparently, I didn't see it. But 9-1, that's not bad going for, for the under-21s. A lot of really, really quality players. Really promising uh, side, that under-21s team. Um, Scotland and Scott McTominay, they were robbed. Uh, the McTominay free kick, I think everyone's seen it by now. I'll put it in the video anyway. But scored an absolutely legitimate free kick. Doesn't even look like the guy's offside anyway when you look at the angle. Um Really unfortunate for Scott McTominay because he's on a streak and then just when you score an absolute bell to the goal of your career, it gets ruled out by VAR and again, scrap VAR. Uh, but didn't matter because Scotland have qualified for the Euros next year. Massive congratulations to Scotland. As an Englishman, I will say it, uh, I want to see the home nations there. And that is a really unpopular opinion. Scotland want to see us die. Wales want to see us die. Ireland want to see us die. But we want to see you there. So well done, Scotland. Uh, Gavi scored in the other game of the group. Uh, Gavi scored. He scored the only goal against Norway, which puts Norway in a pretty precarious situation. The only way they seem to be able to qualify now is if they win their Nations League group, I think. I don't know how all that works. I mean, don't ask me. I follow enough football, but even I don't know what happens there. <laughs> Sneeze mis-sentence, um, <clears throat> which is a shame though, because obviously we want to see Haaland and Erdegaard and all the best players there. So Norway, they got some going to try and get there. <coughs> I'm gonna change the name of this to the goalposts for jumpers sneeze cast. Um, yeah, they've got some going to try and get there. They've got to win something in their nations league, and that's where that's the only way we'll see Haaland and and Erdegaard there next year. Uh, England fans, we beat Australia just. Ollie Watkins with the only goal of the game. Pretty dull game, to be honest, but good to see some players get some minutes out there. thought Trent Alexander-Arnold was absolutely unbelievable. Um, but other than that, <clears throat> we've probably got to step it up at least a couple of levels when we play Italy, which again, that's probably happened by the time you're listening to this. Uh, Wales, well done Wales. They beat Croatia at the Cardiff City Stadium. Two goals for Harry Wilson. Um... Big shout out to Jordan James, who won his midfield battle with Luka Modric. I mean, I bet he never thought he'd be saying that. But Wales will qualify now. It's in their hands. They've got two games to play. One against Turkey, one against Armenia. Um, I think, obviously, if they win both of those, they will qualify for next year's Euros. Turkey are top of the table. It will be a difficult one, but... I think Wales might do it. I think that might be the, the win that just gives them a push to qualify. And it'd be great, again, to see a couple of home nations there. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, we mentioned earlier when I was saying he was underrated. Uh, he got a double for Portugal against Slovakia as they came back 1-3-2. And uh, yeah, how he's still doing it at that level, I have no idea. You look at his goals to game ratio as as an international player. I looked at a stat this, this week. He scored more goals over the age of 30 than most of the best strikers in the world have their entire international career, which is absolutely crazy. Uh, and the best player in the world... Kylian Mbappe got two as they beat Netherlands. What more can we say about Kylian Mbappe? The, that one goal he scored was sublime. 
the best player in the world and I don't think it's even close people have talked about Haaland or Mbappe they've done these debates Mbappe's on a different level to everyone else in the world right now okay we're coming to the end of the show so let's do our two lies on truth answer I gave you three stories those three stories were about footballers and you had to guess which footballer had done what Leon Osman was the first story. He lost a spelling bee to an eight-year-old after he had to take his daughter's place in the school spelling competition. Story number two was legendary Italian coach Carlo Ancelotti has uh, finally finished school. He collected his degree in adapted motor activities at the age of 64. And the last story was Limvoy Primus, the former Portsmouth defender. He uh, lost a court case uh, that resulted in him returning over £6,500 worth of Pokemon cards. Three stories. Which one was true? Did you get the answer? It was Carlo Ancelotti. He has officially got his master's degree in adapted motor activities. He's obviously an intelligent man. How he manages to fit that in and manage the biggest club in world football at the same time, I have no idea. But he's done it. Congratulations to Carlo Ancelotti. Uh, The quiz question was, which player in the Premier League is the current longest serving player? That's which player has been at the club the longest. We have a few really close contenders, but out there on top was Seamus Coleman. He has 14 years and eight months uh, history at Everton, which is absolutely phenomenal. Still plays at a high level, still performs as well. Really good player, Seamus Coleman. Actually, one of the most underrated players I think could have easily gone in my underrated 11, Seamus Coleman. Uh, Guys, thank you so much for tuning in once again. It's been a pleasure. We hope to see you next week. Please stay tuned to all of our channels, our TikTok, our Instagram. All the highlights from this week's episode will be on TikTok. And keep an eye out for our rumour that is going to be circulating about Toblerone. If you hear someone at work say, do you know Toblerone's pronounced Toblerone? Please let us know. Let us know. Send me a message. I want to know how far it goes. Um, I'm going to leave you with this absolute belter, which is the Rock Paper Scissors Simulator Final. Enjoy.